Welcome to the Wealth and Love Podcast with Lynn and Dro, where wealth, love, and spirituality is combined. We've been married for three years, together for four, and throughout those years, we've gained a lot and we've lost a lot. Therefore, we decided to create this podcast to share some of the wisdom that we've gained. By no means does this mean that we are experts or professionals of relationship, but it is all about experience and things that we learned through those years. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Wealth and Love podcast with Lynn and Dro. Hey, what's up guys? So first and foremost, well, I guess this is like our first official episode because the first one was like a trial. I feel like the first one was kind of official too. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So let's just say this is our second episode. Um, and I just want to thank you guys for the love and support that we did get on that first oh, yeah. episode. We really, really appreciate all the feedback, all the supports, all the love, all the comments. And yeah, we just appreciate you guys. Yeah, that was really, really good. Like, um, the, this makes us want to work harder so we can um, bring better things. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Definitely. And we're going to we're gonna actually create a, a email specifically for this podcast. So if you guys have questions or if you have... Um, ideas suggestions or anything like that you guys can send it to the email i'm going to actually post the um the email hopefully by the time that we that we release this podcast i would have had create the email and then i'll just put it in the um in the description bar okay yeah so today you guys we wanted to touch on a little bit on were we really ready to be married Hmm. Were we really ready to get married? Were we ready? So we got married basically like what? 11 months after us dating? Yeah. Some people would think this is very quick. I mean, at the time, we felt like it was kind of quick too. But um, whenever we go back and think about the foundation that we had, we were more than ready. There are people that have been together for years. They don't have... Uh, well, were we really ready? Were we really ready, babe? For marriage? I, I wasn't ready. I know I wasn't ready. But I didn't know I wasn't ready until I got into the marriage. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like we were serious. And we we knew that we wanted each other as husband and wife. Mm-hmm. But as far as us really being ready to be a wife or ready to be a husband and take on that responsibility... Um, I don't think we were really let me, ready. Let me say say it like this. Um, we were ready in a sense that um, we know what we wanted. Yeah. We know, like, we have, like, good plans as far as what what a husband should be, what a, what a wife should be. But the thing is, when we got to the reality, it we felt different. like, oh, wait a minute. Hold on, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and I asked a friend that one time. I asked a, um, I asked an old friend of mine that was engaged and was about to get married. I was like, "Are you ready to be married? Are you ready to be a wife?" And she was like, "Well, is anyone really ever ready to be married?" That's a really good question. That's a really yeah because because one thing about it is, it's like parenting. You never know if you're really ready for the role. 
until you are actually in the thing. It doesn't matter mm. how much you prepare financially. It, it, like, you're not really ready until you're actually, you're actually in that there. thing. And I feel like one of the reasons why... Mm, I, I, let me just talk for myself for a minute. One of the reasons why I felt, I felt like I wasn't ready is because it, it just hits you in so many as, aspects in your life. Yeah. So it just... I, I don't even know how to explain it. But when you when you picture it versus when you end it, it's just two totally different things. Because it really plays with your emotion. It really plays with your with your finances. It really plays... Like, if you grew up as someone that never really had to share... Yeah. Like everything that you like have. Like me. But um, once you get to that marriage, you have to share every you single share thing. share everything. Because if you're selfish, you cannot be in a marriage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like there's, like like the person said to you, I don't think no one has ever ready for marriage because, because um, it's just so challenging. Yeah, I mean, you can prepare for it. You know, you can prepare by going to, like, premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. You can prepare by having a huge savings account. You can prepare for some of the things, but you can't really... There's unexpected trials that's going Absolutely. to happen Absolutely. that you cannot foresee. Yeah. Like, nobody foreseen a pandemic and us being in quarantine for, what, over a year or yeah. for almost a year. No one foreseen people losing their jobs. Like, there's yeah, things yeah, that you cannot I mean, foresee. Absolutely. Because, and, and there's one thing, too. The, like, um, it's like, especially if you've never lived with that person before. Yeah. There are a lot of things you, you, you're going to see once you, when, once you are in, in the house with a that person. A lot of different. A, a lot of bad habits. Yeah, so... It's just that's what I'm saying. You never ready until you get there. So, what did you think a husband was before you got married? Because I feel like when we look back between me and you, you seemed more ready than me. And now that we're actually in the marriage, I feel like you were less ready than me, right? <laughs> that's true. Like you were. I was so like, oh no, I don't think that. Maybe we should wait the two year mark. Like. Maybe we should wait a little bit longer until we're financially stable. Maybe we should wait until like I'm in a job that I want to be in or in like or in the career and the path that I want to be in. And you are just like so positive and like so ready. Let me tell you why you felt like I was more ready than you. Mm-hmm. It's because it's because there are so many things I didn't know about myself until I I become a husband in mm, a father. I'm still learning things about myself. Yeah. But you, in, uh, on the other hand, there are a lot of things you already knew about yourself. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's why I it, made it seem like I was so ready, but... You weren't really ready. I, wa- I wasn't really ready because there, there are some side of me that I didn't know yet. And I'm going to tell you why there are a lot of sides of you you, you already knew before me. Mm-hmm. Remember, you, you already had Abby. You were, you were already a mother. That's I true. was not a father yet. And I mean, I feel like, but being a parent doesn't really necessarily say that you know yourself. Because there's people that's, that's not parents and they know themselves. No, but as a parent, you are 
more in tune. Responsibilities just come. You are more responsible. That's true. And and um, you are. There are certain things about life. You already like ready. Get ready for them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but versus me, okay, I I I I had a picture about life, but did I really know everything that, about myself yet? Yeah. Was I aware about everything yet? So. So what did you think a husband was? I felt like a husband was... Like, like, if I were to ask you five years ago, what do you think a husband is? What do you think a husband should be? Someone who's here to provide, protect, and there's another P. Three P's. Protect, provide, and... I don't remember the other one. But I feel like you have to protect and provide for your family. And like always be always be there for your wife. Yeah. Always be there for your kids. Don't don't ever fail them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that that was my my your idea. My idea of being a, a father. But I mean uh, a, husband. a husband. But um but it's it's it's, it's more than deeper. that. It's deeper. It's deeper than that. And when when you thinking about a provider it's not only you're not only providing financially you have to also provide spiritually yeah you also you have to also provide emotionally yeah That's it's true. it's it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot and even a protector you not only protect protect physically you have to also protect mentally and you have to also protect spiritually and emotionally so it it comes with it comes with a lot it comes yeah. with a lot sometimes you have to and you have to learn how to not always put yourself first because mm-hmm. that's that's another thing too like if you used to always like put, put yourself first in a marriage you can't do that anymore yeah. your family has to be first your wife has to be first your children has to have, have to be first so like i said it's a lot yeah pedro is still we're both let me tell you guys what happened to us so this is a part where we're still like growing and learning you know what i'm about to say i know what you're about to say (laughs) well go ahead this is a part where we're still growing and learning and i I think think i know and i think too it's because we didn't really have like people to sit us well I don't know for you but I didn't really have anyone to sit me down and be like oh this is how a wife should be I mean I had my mom tell me like you know make sure your husband is fed your kids are taken care of your house is taken care of and stuff like that like you're the nurturer of your home um basically yeah you're the nurturer of your home but as far as the deeper aspects of being a wife you have to learn i had to learn that on my own and i'm still learning that on my own yeah before you you move forward there's one thing too no one i feel like you had no one to prepare you to become the wife that you gonna be your that's mom true. was telling you about the kind of wife that, that she, she is. is. Ooh, that's good. You're, that's true. What I'm saying, you have to learn to be the wife that you are. That's true. Yeah, go ahead. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I said we're still learning because, you know, for Pedro, it's, I, and I think it's most males too, um, that they teach you guys to be 
provider and protector of this in the sense of physical and financially. And I had to tell Pedro yeah. this weekend, like, um, being a protector is not just, oh, if somebody comes and try to fight me or try to shoot me, you jump in front of it. Protecting me is also emotionally and mentally, too. And yeah. showing me that you protect me is sometimes being self selfless, putting yourself second yeah. in order to make sure that I am good. And it's the same way, too. Me being, me putting myself second in order to make sure that you're good. Putting and, the other person before yourself. And there's another way as well. You know, from what happened, I learned something, too. Being a protector... Do you want to tell them what happened or no? Not right now. I don't <laughs> think I'm ready for this. But being a protector, too, is... See things before they happen. Yeah. Being able to see the issue before it happened. You know what I'm saying? And as a as a husband, you have to try to be a problem solver. Yeah. And I think too, maybe it's just like, it's just, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like, it's just in you. And then it has to, because I feel like I'm more of the problem solver and more of the person to see ahead than you are and then you're I don't feel like it's just oh guys should be I feel like people in general should be able to be problem should be able to yeah be problem solvers and see ahead you know basically just have a vision before it happens not just when you're in the problem it's like oh snap you know it's gonna happen sometimes but I feel like people in general not just oh the husband should be able to foresee or the wife should be able to foresee because then that becomes too much of a responsibility yeah I mean the, the reason why I'm saying that is like especially us we have small children yeah um there are a lot of things that they're not ready for yet and we have to always be the one that see I mean like already see what's what's gonna need to take place mm-hmm. before they even um before it's even occurred. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. Like as the as the head of the family, it's always good to see things ahead. Yeah. Do you feel like you're the head of the family? What what does that mean to you to be head of the family? Do you feel like you're head of the family because society and and you know you grew up hearing that oh you're supposed to be head of the family but do you feel like because I feel like in our house it's not really like that I feel like we I feel like it's not really like that I feel like we kind of like are equal yeah we I mean we are we are equal but you know um like I always said say to you like whatever happened in, in the family, the first person they they gonna look, look at, at is gonna you. be me. Yeah, you hear what I'm saying? So um, it's let's say it's what the society put to, mm-hmm. but 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 at the same the uh, I mean at the same time I already had my own like plan before even before I met you even before I. I was married and everything. I already had my okay. As a as a man, I'm gonna be. I won't fail my family. Yeah. I'm always gonna make sure that I do certain things to get my family protected. You get what what, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So all of that that make me feel like. Yeah, yeah. Did you yeah, always want to be a husband, or you feel like I forced? I've you? always wanted to be a husband. 
You forced me. <laughs> I'm saying, like, do you feel like, oh, I mean, because I was very like, okay, I'm not here to play games. I have a child. No. I'm not dating just to date. Like, I'm dating to be married. Yeah. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Like, do you feel like I forced you or no, did you no. already want to be a husband? You, you didn't force me. I've always wanted to be a husband. Okay. I feel like marriage taught me that I am very controlling. Very controlling. Not just marriage, meeting you taught me that I am very controlling. Because remember, I used to always be like, when you'd be like, oh, why you have an attitude? Why you talk like that? Why you did that? And I would be like, what's wrong with the way I talk? Because nobody ever checked me in the sense or even like corrected me of, okay, Linda, tone it down a little bit. You're a little too aggressive. It was always just like, oh, that's just how Linda is. You know, versus you, it was always like, okay. Linda, you you gotta calm it down. Like you can't talk to people like that. You can't talk to me like that. And yeah, so marriage in itself and being married to you specifically taught me that I am that I I don't know if I am or was very I, I I'm not as controlling as I used to be. What? You, no, you tell me. You tell me, you're with me. <laughs> well, I, I mean, mean it's still there. But, yes, but but you kind of Better. Learning how to control it. Let me just. I'm say learning that. how to control how to not be controlling. Yes. That's a that's a task. Yeah. So um, for me, I think mar- marriage has has um, taught me that I am very emotional. In a sense, you didn't not know that? not a crybaby. No, not a crybaby. But in a sense that I'm so caring, I care so much that. It comes as an emotion. Like every, I care so much about my marriage. I care so much about my wife. Any little thing can, any little thing can affect me. Yeah. I mean, that's not a bad thing, but I feel like in order for people to understand is that you would think that me as the, as the woman, I would be more emotional, but you're emotional in the sense of something might happen and like, it'll like it'll be all over your face like it'll ruin your whole your whole day versus me i'll just be like whatever forget it it, you know yeah forget that person forget that thing versus pedro would be more like you know he's more in tuned with his feelings like you're you're more in tuned with your feelings than i am and i think it's because of it goes back to like the way we were raised absolutely like i would i feel like i was bait i was raised on love but i was raised mostly on survival because although i had both of my parents in the home with me it was mostly my mom that was doing most of the raising and my mom is very like hardcore aggressive she's very like don't sit here crying. Like, if you're not Creole, basically, like... A woman up. woman up. Like, no, don't sit here crying about something. Like, figure it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, okay, we don't have time for that. You know, just, like, you don't have time to sit in your feelings. And if and you you like like that sometimes with the kids, And I'm though. sometimes like that with the kids. Oh, my gosh. And I have to remind myself and bring it back, like... Okay, this is affecting me in adulthood and I don't want my kids to be I don't want my kids to be the type of adult that I am well, not the type of adult that I am, but like the way that I am learning to the way that I am unlearning certain things. I don't want them to have to unlearn certain things because of my parenting style. Yeah. Because 
because of the way my mom raised me and god bless her soul it's only on what she knows you know she did the best that she can that she could but because of the way that she raised me it affected me so much in our marriage where i did not know how to communicate i can i knew how to communicate but i communicated aggressively yeah. and it was always like what you and your feelings for like yeah like what why why are we talking about this like it's over pedro it's done it's done like we're not talking about it no more and that's not that's not healthy at all no not at all yeah well you know i i mean the best thing the the only way you can fix something is be aware of it being so, aware of it so that's the that's that's great you know you know where uh, what your issue is you can work on it yeah so if you knew what you knew now, be a hundred percent honest. If you knew what you knew now, if you could go in the future, um, when you propose to me and you could see what are what the first three years of our marriage, or let's just say the first two years of our marriage would look like, like if you could go back, would you had gotten married? Okay. For, would you had still gotten married? For the yes and no, because of the arguing. You can only pick one. No. Uh, okay. Yes. Because I could only be where I am today because of what we've been through. Mm-hmm. So the only way I could learn what what I know now is because of this path. And I feel like no matter what, no matter um, what time I took to wait until marriage, mm-hmm. I will still have, have to, to go, go through this, through this path. Yeah. Because there's the only way you can learn about marriage. That's true. Is go through, you have to go through trials. Yeah, so, you have to go through the process. Yes. What about you? Um, <laughs> um, but it's yes and no. Okay. You didn't allow me to say the yes, but I mean the no. I but okay. Um, would I have still gotten married if I knew what I knew now? Yes. I would still got married because like you said, there's things that we are learning about ourselves that we could only learn through marriage. marriage. Absolutely. Um, because marriage is just a whole different dimension. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different dimension versus dating someone. Even if you're dating someone living with the person, um, once you're married with the, with, per, with someone, it's completely different. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is about it, but it's like a whole different dimension. But yeah, I would still get married because there are things that I'm learning about myself that I only would be able to learn through marriage and being married to you specifically. And I don't know. I mean, I love having a life partner. I feel like, yeah, I love having a life partner. I love growing with someone. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to be a wife. Um, It's hard, but I feel like everything in life is hard. Mm -hmm. And I was going to say something too. One thing about marriage too, marriage builds you. Yeah. It builds you so much that once you look at yourself like two years ago, you're going to say, oh, I'm so different now. Yeah. And the thing is, marriage is a school. You learn from marriage every, every single day. Every single day. Every single day. You learn something new. Every single day. I mean, it's it's great. It's great. I mean, it's great. I will do it over and over again. Do you, do you, do you feel like um, your parents' upbringing or the, the things that they taught you 
affected your marriage? Like, what are what's some things that if you if your parents didn't teach you, if your parents taught you, would have made you a better husband? Okay, um, I feel like there's one thing. I mean, yeah, there's more than one, but there is one that's affect my marriage a lot. But if they taught me how to handle it, it's it would be better. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult conversation. Yeah. And I'm still struggling with that. I don't like difficult conversation. It make me want, want to run. It make me feel like it's a confrontation. It make me feel like it's a... It make me want to run away. I just don't like difficult conversation. Because in my family, once something is... Once it's a difficult conversation, something that makes us uncomfortable, we just... Like sweep it under the rug. Sweep it under the rug. Like we don't want to talk about that. We, this is not important. We just don't talk about it. Yeah. You know, and that's well, yeah. And then for for me, it's a complete opposite. My family always was just like, well, my yeah, my mom, my parents was always just like, lay it on the table, say what you gotta say. You know, and that's how I am with us. Like, say what you got to say. Like, no, we're going to talk about it right now. And we clash a lot in regards to that because you, you, you kind of communicated. It's still communication, but it's the, it's different forms of communication. Like my communication is aggressive because it was always like, okay, let's talk about it. Let's lay it on the table. We're not going to go the next day without talking about it. We're going to talk about it right now. And just because I'm bringing this something up and it makes you uncomfortable, it doesn't mean that I'm trying to start an argument. We're just trying to talk mm-hmm. versus you. You're like, Okay, this is uncomfortable. I don't want to start an argument. Let's just forget about it. Yeah. Let's just forget about it. Yeah, that's exactly how it is. That's exactly how it was in my family too. It's like, no, no. If there's gonna start an argument, no, we're not gonna talk about Let's it. Let's just not talk about it. If this is if this caused that caused that to not talk to each other, get us um got somebody in the feelings, we're not gonna talk about it anymore. We're not gonna address that at all. So this is how it used to be in my family. And still now, I'm still struggling with that, knowing how to tackle physical, I mean, difficult conversation. Yeah, that affects us a lot. A lot, we a have lot. To, we, we both have to unlearn the way that our family communicated and just basically set our own, create our own communication style mm-hmm. in the way that we want. Because... I mean, like, for us, the way that I feel, the way we raise the kids, you know, we always tell Abby, we always tell the kids, like, say what you got to say. All right, did I make you mad? Did I make you sad? Like, say what you got to say. Say what you got to say. And so it's us also knowing what didn't work for us, what wasn't healthy. Not saying, like, it wasn't okay, because for them it was okay. For our parents it was okay. But for us, we're realizing that, okay, it's causing too much issues in our marriage. And if we could prevent that for our children, then we need to unlearn it. We need to fix it. And we need to teach our kids a different mm-hmm. style of communicating. Yeah. What's what's the other one? I feel like you're going to say another, another one. Another one is, the other one, it affects my parenting style. Is because, um, it's like it's hard for me to correct the kids without yelling. Mm. And this is one other thing, like, my mom did, was not a yeller, but my dad was. My dad, like, whenever he's mad and stuff like that, he's saying that he had, he had to yell. And this, I'm, 
I feel like I'm like that too. Like in order for me to correct them, I have to yell. So I feel like I'm like that too. Well, maybe, maybe it's a maybe it's thing, a but... Haitian thing. Maybe, maybe it's a Caribbean thing. Oh, okay then. All right, J- just just forget about that one, guys. Yeah, I feel like I'm like that too. But I I uh, I also realize. I mean, I feel like our kids teach us things too that not okay or that make us realize things because sometimes abby will be like okay mommy why did you have to yell at me for that why can't you just say it and you know and then it also even though we're adults doesn't mean that our kids can't can't teach us as well Mm -hmm. and then also i have to look at myself like okay linda did you really have to yell at her yeah but the thing is sometimes as a parent i'm I'm gonna be honest sometimes as a parent i feel like if I don't yell, they won't respect me. No. I feel like I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be 100% honest. Sometimes I feel like it as a parent. Is that true? No. I mean, it's not true. There are so many people that don't yell at their kids. Yeah, they respect them so much when they spoke, they listen. So I feel like if I don't yell, they won't listen. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's not good. It's not good because I mean we have instances where we didn't have to yell and they listen. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I think too, um, I don't know. I guess it's just all. This is a whole different yeah, topic, right? It's all it's all a learning process because you don't know if what you were doing was the right way or a healthy way until your kids become adults Absolutely. and they they start experiencing their own they start experiencing life themselves and start having relationships whether it's um romantic or platonic relationships you know one thing we never know we never knew how much we get from our parents until, until we become adults became adults because i am crazy. like everything like my mom yes everything like some, my mom and some, some of my dad oh, yeah. and i and I swore high and low that I would not be like my parents. But it's just in you. Yes. Especially when they're yes. the people that raised you. Your parents are... This is... Your home is your first school. Your first... Yeah. That's, that's where true. you learned... I mean, that's where you spent most of your time too, so... Yeah. I mean, but overall... Um, like we said on the last podcast, I love being married. I love being married. Absolutely. I love being married to who I'm married to. I love being married to you. Thank you. <laughs> I love being married to you too, babe. And I mean, the trials were, the trials, maybe maybe one day when we get to a certain place in our life, we can share those first two, three years of our marriage testimonies. Like, I feel like the things that we... No exaggeration. I feel like the things that we went through the beginning of our marriage are things that people went through, like, in 10 years of their marriage. Mm-hmm. Which also made us very wise and made us... Like, we don't really... I'm not going to say we don't... We're a little different from people around our age because of what we have experienced. It was tough. It was very tough. And what we have seen and you know, what God has taught us about ourselves and about life, about people around us and stuff like that. But I mean, overall marriage is beautiful. I definitely, if the one advice that I would give uh, ourselves before we got married is go into premarital counseling. 
Yeah. Because we didn't do that. I feel like we were really, like, arrogant. We thought we knew what we were walking into. Mm-hmm. Like, we thought we had it all figured out. And we did not know what we were doing. We didn't. We did not know. <laughs> we did not know what we were getting ourselves we into. Like we, I said, we know what we wanted, but we didn't know what we were getting We didn't know into. what was ahead. But the thing is, what I would advise someone... Oh, there's a question you were going to? Mm, go, yeah, what were you... Someone who's about to get married, that's engaged or want to be a husband, want to be a wife, make sure you have the right partner. Yeah. Make sure you have the right partner. Yeah. And I feel like the the trials and those tribulations that's going to um, take place, if you don't have the right partner, you're going to run away. Yeah. And I don't want us to keep saying like this because I don't feel like... I don't want people to have the the idea that marriage is just tough and you're just going to keep going through trials. But we're saying in the sense of the same way that you go through things as an individual, you will go through things with your partner. Like, do not go into marriage with the... I mean, of course, go into marriage with a positive mindset, but do not go into marriage thinking that it's going to be all perfect. And that now that you have someone, that life is just going to be a lot easier. It'll be a lot more manageable, but just don't think that life is going to be perfect. And and when you are going through those things, it's just like when you're by yourself and you're going through things, if you don't have strong friends around you, if you don't have the right support yeah. system around you, it'll be really tough to go through whatever season you're going yeah. through. Well, let's just don't say the trial. Let's just say the test that comes with being married. Yeah. So Because I feel like whatever, we, all of the things that we went through, it takes us to somewhere better. Yeah. That's like, why I, I, I see it more as a test than issue. Yeah. Like one of the things that we went through, um, and one of the things that we went through, and I and I and I touched a little bit about it on my social media, but without going into details, is that during the pandemic, we February of the pandemic, I had our third baby, and then right after that. You got laid off. I already was not working. So no matter how financially prepared you are, the toll that it took on us mentally and emotionally, even spiritually, if you're not, if we were not with the right people, like it would have been really, really hard. We probably would have got a divorce. This is what made it worse. The world is already stressing because everything they talk about is this pandemic. Secondly, you just had a baby. Postpartum. Postpartum. Secondly, I lost my job. Yeah. And it's just... And then not being able to just go get another job because we're in the middle of a pandemic. Man, it was was God. I'm not not only going to say... I'm not going to say it was us. We did this, we did that. It was God. Yeah. Because like we said before in the last episode, if you and this partner do not have a purpose bigger than you, then when trials come, the things that you might go, that you might run for is divorce. Yeah. You know, because divorce is the easiest option to just like forget this whole thing. I don't have time for this. Mm -hmm. I wasn't ready. Like I didn't think this was going to be marriage. Like this is not what I envisioned marriage life to be like. You know what? 
I don't got time for this. Yeah, Let me just call this yeah. quits. <laughs> you know? But when you have a purpose bigger than the both of you guys, then when certain trials come, you don't move and you don't waver mm-hmm. because That's right. you know that you're put in this position for a reason and for a purpose. Yeah, and you said something that was very interesting in the last podcast too. Always know your why. Yeah, always and that's know your really why. Good. That's really good. What do you think your your why for being married to Linda is? I felt like we're together because this is something that comes from God. This is my why. It's it's a God ordained marriage. Mm-hmm. I would say that's my why too. Yeah. Because whenever, whenever there is something, there is things that really shake our marriage, I always think about it. God didn't put us together for no reason. Yeah. And I always come back to that. Yeah, I would say the same thing mm-hmm. too. That if God put us together, it's because he already knew that we were going to go through things. He already knew our background. He already knew our upbringing. He already knew our internal flaws and if he knew that we would not be able to to join together and make something beautiful then he would not he have would put not us together put us together Absolutely. yeah even if we don't think we can do it because god says we can do it then we can do it and now we just need to navigate and figure out how, how to, to do, do it. it but the thing is we all we, we we've been to a lot of situations where we don't think we we could do it. But God always make a way. Always. You know what I'm saying? So whether it's a person or something, he yeah. always he's always there to remind us. Remind us that why he put us together. Yeah. Alright, y'all. So thank you guys for tuning in to our second episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, do not forget to give us some stars. Do not forget to leave a review. And subscribe. And subscribe. Always. Thank you. Even share it to a friend that you feel like might need this. And like I said, if you guys have any topics or if you guys have any ideas or things that you want us to touch on, don't hesitate to leave a comment or even shoot us a DM if you follow us on social media. And we'll see you guys next time.